many many more to come fun episodes on the way uh we finally are getting our shit together a little bit so uh we kind of have a schedule now but not really so keep listening uh but today we're talking about uh we've done two pretty serious type movies dramatic at the very least um we, we we sort of wanted to lighten the mood uh this week and so we went with um we went with the Benchwarmers, uh, starring David Spade, Rob Schneider, and that guy from Napoleon Dynamite, whose name currently escapes me. <laughs> uh, but Maddie, tell the good people what this movie is about. So it's about three guys. All mm. their lives have been living in the shadow of bullies and are determined yeah. to not take it anymore. Now they must train with the help of Mel to take on the most offensive and meanest youth baseball teams. Mm. And let me just say, yep. right off the gate, this movie was so nostalgic for me because mm. my parents growing up made me watch so many like of these like very low budget comedy movies that yep. are by um, David Spade. We had Adam Sandler, like Jack Black, like all of those movies are so fun to me. And you know what this movie really reminded me of? Because I had never seen this. It reminded me, I don't know if you've ever seen Dodgeball yeah. with Vince Vaughn. Yes. That's what this movie was. And it yes. was good for me. Yeah, uh, we learned right before we started recording that uh, Maddie liked this movie a lot more than I did. Um, I do see the Dodgeball. It does have that sort of Nacho Libre-ish like vibe. I like both Nacho Libre and Dodgeball and like all those Will Ferrell movies and like most Adam Sandler movies better. I just had a lot of issues. Um, I had a lot of issues um, with this movie. Um, But just to start right at the top and as a theme throughout this movie, there was a lot of, and I hate to gender movies. I hate to gender anything really. Um, But this movie I feel was made for boys um, and I say that because there was a lot of yucky parts that, um, let's just say you don't want to eat a big meal before you watch this movie, in my opinion, because even at the top of the movie, there's the eating the boogers, there's, like, weird sexually, like, nasty stuff that you, you know, throughout, there's vomiting, burping, farting in faces, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot, and for me, it really takes me out of it when I just feel like disgusted and like dirty watching it. So that's just, that's just me. That's just me. Um, No, I agree because I, I do have like five-year-old boy humor, but at the same time I did point out the starting off with the booger scene was a lot for me. Yeah. The kid that spits was so disgusting to me. I, that's one thing I couldn't say because the the problem with it is I'm okay if you want to make those stupid jokes because eventually I think they're funny. But, for example, like the spitting joke, the kid is introduced for two seconds, that's it, and then we just keep moving on. 
Like, they're just like, hey, I want to join the team. And he's like, I spit a lot. And they're like, okay, great. Cut yeah. to the next scene. Like, if if it had maybe a stronger purpose, some of the jokes, I feel yeah. like I could understand, like, maybe that's how it makes up for it. But it is definitely, like, gross elementary school 2000s kind of humor. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, I thought that kind of the premise... There were a few redeeming qualities for me. I thought the premise was really nice of, like, the underdogs, the people that uh, are maybe don't have the best time when they're kids uh, for one reason or another. Um, there was a nice, like, anti-ableist message that was really nice if you really dig deep into it. Um, and anyway, that those people get to get to be a part of this cool thing of being a part of a baseball team. Um, starting of course with the three adult men, but then of course we see at the end of the movie that, uh, the kids get involved too. And, um, I really like that. I, I, I want to give a huge shout out to David Spade because I feel like without his humor and the way he just, he's able to make fun of himself, the people around him, just his like wit is so good. I'm a huge David Spade fan anyway, and this just sort of reinforced that. Uh, so he was um, probably my favorite uh, character in the movie. I, I know I'm saying that way ahead of time, but, um, and Rob Schneider, we'll get to him later, but I just want to say right off the bat, David Spade kind of uh, saved it for me. What about you? What do you do think? You like David Spade? Oh, David Spade was my favorite in the whole movie. And I have like quotes in particular because I love oh, this movie was quotable, I think, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's great when it comes to a comedy movie because I think that's how you know it's gonna last a little bit longer or like it's timeless. Because I was telling like my roommate today, hey, I'm watching Bench Warmers for the podcast. She's like, I love that movie. And I was like, okay, well, I guess people really like this like comedy thing they got going on. And I think David Spade plays he was Richie, right? Or was he Clark? Clark. Richie was... Okay. He wasn't Richie Napoleon Dynamite? He was Dynamite? the bike helmet one. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Who's the other and guy? I, I don't know. Let me... Mm. I can actually check because I'm looking at this whole thing. He Guys, was... He was Richie. Okay. <laughs> was okay, Richie. great. Okay, great. But the point was, I think he played him just so well. And I think you're completely right. Like, David Spade's humor is so good for this movie because yes. he's playing this person who works at this knockoff blockbuster. And he just has the most, like, pessimistic personality. He has a brother with, what is it, like, agoraphobia, like, the fear of, like, going outside his who I brother. Loved. Who, yes, I also loved. And I think... Just the acting in general, you could tell they were having fun with it. Like as and mm. it was a big SNL reunion in this movie. It was like yep. there yep. were so many ex SNL cast members, and then of course with Sandler producing the movie, which I found out from. Like it just yes. seemed like they enjoyed what they did, versus a movie kind of just putting the stuff together, making the jokes, and you don't have that chemistry. And I think that was yeah. really important for, like we said what the movie is supposed to be about, which I also thought they did a great job with in yeah. the end. Like, I thought it was a very good message um, mm -hmm. from the idea of redeeming yourself, apologizing for past behavior, you know, the idea of team and friendship and, and mm. kind of how they diversified the movie. That was something interesting. There mm -hmm. were a lot 
of little people jokes, which too many. again, too many. Yes, too many. Too many. I and <laughs> it was. It's definitely a two thousands thing. Like I think this very. is very peak. To, this is two thousand six. This movie was made. Sure. Yep. It is very two thousand six in terms of what flew in comedy and what flies now. But yeah. the overall message I do stand for, so I think that's important with a good yeah. comedy movie. Um, mm. But yeah, no, the cast was great. Something, okay, this is a weird fact I learned. Rob mm. Schneider's daughter sure. is the girl that sings X's and O's. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was his daughter. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, I have more cast questions. I don't know if you picked up because my favorite thing to do is look at the cast while I'm watching it. The kid that's the bully catcher. Is that the same kid from Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Because he sounded exactly like Linus, like the bully in that movie sounds exactly (gasps) like him. Oh, that's funny. Um, Is that? Oh my god, that's so funny. They sound exactly alike. Like I was so stunned. With, oh, that's hilarious! I'm I'm Linus. genuinely hoping that it is because I was like, this is too good if it is. But yeah, the cast, like, also special guest appearance from Reggie Jackson. Can, can, stop! Mo- pause. <laughs> can we? I have well, for, I have a lot of things to respond to. A too many little people jokes. Actually, one is one too many. Mm-hmm. Um. They said the R word, and I refuse to say it out loud. They said the R word, you guys all know what I'm talking about. We a won't million be saying times. It today. <laughs> yeah, we're not saying it. We're not going to feed this fire. But oh my God, <laughs> gross. Again, we can't seem to get off the toxic white masculinity, the homophobia. <laughs> they called him Fairy Jerry. Remember that whole thing? Oh, that. Yeah. Um, and then the homophobia, the, you know, the adult bullies was weird. I mean, I guess there's an intent, but like, and I wanted to add, we were talking about the gross things, the eating the sunscreen thing made literally like I was like, I felt food coming up from like I was going to throw. <laughs> um, uh, I just wrote many notes of can they stop saying the R word? Um, because mm. that came up throughout the movie. Um, in addition to all the other like yuckiness, which included the Terry Crews scene, which I thought was like, so if you guys don't know, uh. Terry Crews is in this movie and he always is kind of. That, I mean, he's in, we, we obviously love him in White Chicks, um, and in that time, he was in a lot of those kinds of movies, and he plays, like, that type of character, you know? And it was just all kind of weird, um, but you brought up Reggie Jackson, um, and talk about a waste of a star, in my opinion. I just did not... His cameo was just odd on so many levels. I wish they actually did real baseball drills with him as opposed to, like, hitting mailboxes. I wanted to see, like, real shit. I thought he would actually, like, have a um, um, a uh, Rocky moment with them, like, actually train them cool and not, like... Anyway, it was very weird. Uh, he's, like, 75 now, if you guys didn't know. Reggie Jackson, you don't think of him as being old. No. Um, but, um... Yeah, you know, I I just thought in general there was a lot of weird parts. I mean, you like this movie more than I did. That's without saying. But you mentioned, <laughs> but I wanted, but on that note, you mentioned Howie, the agoraphobic roommate of David Spade, and I um I thought he was actually one of the more relatable characters in the movie <laughs> because oh, yeah. for somebody like me, you know, and we're in COVID and blah blah blah, but 
I like barely leave the house and I much prefer to not leave the house if I can avoid it. And that was before COVID, during COVID and will be after COVID um, if we ever get there. So um, I really liked Howie. I I um, thought that character was interesting. Obviously, um, at the end, he gets more involved and he loses his fear of um, of being outside, uh, which is nice. And there's a lot of like sweet moments at the end, but we're not there yet. I want to um I want to counter your Reggie Jackson cameo with sandwich making robot. Um, <laughs> I want to. So first of all, let me just say this: if you're gonna have a robot that makes any food, why the fuck would you choose sandwiches? That's the easiest thing for you to make as a person. Like I would have the robot make like you know duck cone fee or like. Fancy, like, hard food to make. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm glad you brought the robot up. And tell me... Okay, this was also going through my mind looking at the robot. Tell me he does not look like a character from Lazy Town. I swear to oh my God. God. He looks Ugh. exactly like somebody from Lazy... Which is a weird crossover then to have That's- as the robot. <laughs> but That's hilarious. No, sandwiches are stupid for that reasoning. And I don't know. Maybe I just... He's rich. Obviously, this dude is so sure. rich. To the point of, like, the sandwich is the base level of this. And I actually am not very surprised by a millionaire man being like, sandwich is the way to go. I really am Mm. not. Mm. I mean, I feel like we are definitely smarter to not. Like, Mm. I would want somebody that can make, like you said, five-star food. Mm. I feel like we're playing in this dumb man kind of movie where there is an iq level and i think it's very prevalent too while we talk about like the tropes in that a lot of 2000s movie you'll notice a lot of the guys aren't very smart but they get these like model like hot girls right and i think this movie did a little bit of a better job with the women in it as if the husband, Gus's husband, Gus's husband, Gus's wife had logical thinking, had speaking roles. She made sense yes. to me. Sure. Um, because the whole, the whole point is that she wants to start a family. He's so busy with this baseball thing. And she's like, listen, we got to have a kid. Like yeah. everything's going on. But the one thing that did trip me up was, um, the the girl that Clark is going after in the Pizza Hut, Clark. which number one, I hate Pizza Hut. I oh! don't like Pizza Hut, and I will stand by this decision. The fact no. that the Pizza Hut was the celebration number one is just a loss in I my love book. Pizza Hut. Oh my and god! And two, she's like restocking the salad. Like she's a worker at this Pizza Hut, and he comes right. up to her, and he's weird. Like I'm sorry, but if a mm. man approached me like that and was just like, "Oh hey," like. I like salad, like, starting this weird... I would not be smiling back. I would be going straight to the back room. I would not be coming out. I don't do that. And I appre- no. like I appreciate them trying to be like, oh, we should be accepting to right. even the weirdos. No. Sure. It was weird. Right. It was weird. And you know what? And I will argue the one big point in this movie. B- sometimes bullying's good. Sometimes we need to sure. bully. We uh-huh. do. Sometimes we do. I don't think we yes. should go on this anti-no bullying. I think bullying right. has done me well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think you've never some, been bullied. Some some no, I have been. Some no. can we just bullying. can we contextualize what she's saying right now? 
Because first of all, I'm looking, for those of you that don't know, look her up on the internet. Maddie is a very beautiful person and like very normal and like very popular and like cool. And I'm the one with the frizzy curly hair that looks like I just fucked an electrical outlet. You know, so uh, I'm the weird one that was actually bullied. So she doesn't even know what the fuck she's talking about. But fine, go on with your, like, bullying. No, I was 100% bullied. I have to pull out photos of the outfits I literally... No, no, no. When you see some of these outfits, you're... No, I'm not lying to you. I had questionable, very questionable (laughs) outfit choices. I was not the, the picture of just great beauty i am today we okay. went through a lot we went through a lot we, okay the plural. yes i know um, it is the plural but yeah. i i do want to get into like some of the plot yeah let's, some get, of the in, plot let's get in the movie so first off the the it started off with the fact that these kids are they booked the field Sure. Because they want to, they both, yeah, they booked the field yeah, as, right. as like nine, 10 year olds. Okay. And they can't share the field with these misfit kids. And so right. they get bullied. No. You know, we have to see that whole scene. And Gus is a landscaper, yep. something that is randomly thrown in, <laughs> in the beginning yeah. of this movie. And sure. he sees him and he's like talking to the kids and he's like, I'm so sorry you got bullied. Like, like what can i do to help and it, it there's there's like a side plot we see he reconnects with clark and richie who i assume they knew each other from like high school or something yeah or earlier. like or they're friends it, it never was yeah. explained how they knew each other right but they knew each other he's like you should play baseball with me and, right and they play they start playing baseball um and I will say that they, both Clark and Richie, looked like me when I went to the batting cages for the first time. For those who don't know, I never played baseball growing up. I never played softball. So I was very, (laughs) I went to the batting cages for the first time like three, four years ago. And I was awful. I was bad. I was this level bad in the movie. And I think it was very humbling for me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, to the audience, she wasn't that bad. And how do I know she wasn't that bad? It's because they don't know how to hold on to a baseball bat. I mean, this is like pure fundamentals of baseball were lost throughout pretty much mm-hmm. this entire movie. I mean, we'll get to like the championship rounds uh, where the rules are almost as sketch as eight men out. Oh, that's a joke. Uh, but it's basically <laughs> as easy to cheat. I mean, there's a lot of things. Um, but even at the beginning of the movie, they couldn't hold on to a baseball bat. It's like they've never held on to anything in their lives, much less a baseball bat. It was very weird that they couldn't swing it normally, like, after so many tries. Uh, but then we get into Rob Schneider, who, fuck Shohei Otani, uh, this guy either gives a strikeout or a home run. It felt like every hit at some point from any character was a home run, which was odd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, there was no real, um, it was playing the long ball. Uh, there wasn't a lot of, um, fundamental baseball. It was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of 2021 type of baseball. Um, the Dodgers approach, either swipe, strike out a bunch or, uh, or hit home runs. Um, so, uh, so Rob Schneider gets in there. Um, but yeah, uh, I just thought throughout, you know, and we're talking about the baseball part of the movie. <laughs> Uh, or a baseball podcast. I'm just, throughout the whole movie, I mentioned that there's, like, weird rules involved. It's like you can trip people. There was, like, flirting happening. David Spade wasn't paying attention. 
They can't even, like, catch a ball. I was just missing some real fundamental baseball in this movie. I was just like, I really want to see some clean plays. I really just want to see some, like, normal baseball, and I didn't get that. And then they decide to uh, really double down on the racism. But let me, let me, uh, let me, uh, before we get into Carlos, the uh, Dominican... (laughs) The adult, drunk, Dominican, completely... I have so much to say about this man. As as racist as it can get uh, in 2006 was Carlos and what they did to poor Carlos, Carlos's character. But basically the premise is, and we talked about John Lovitz, by the way, they uh, who's the billionaire, uh, ne- uncle of one of the kids being bullied, and he by the way, it, like, shows his chest at some point, which is such an unnecessary scene, but we won't, like, worry about that. <laughs> so, basically, uh, they, um, John Lovett sees, like, this bullying and wants to create a competition between the, quote, bench warmers and the cool kids, and whoever wins this little competition gets to keep the field that, for some reason, they can't just both share. Uh, so, and he, and he made it all nice because he has a bunch of money and everything else. So, uh, you know, it's bench warmers versus all the bullies, basically. And, um, I want to say, since we're getting into that part of the movie, um, I don't know if you noticed, Maddie, but the kid announcers, this is 2006, and, oh, by the way, there were kid announcers because, of course, there are. Um, so the kids were announcing the game. You know, play calling and such, color commentating, but um, they they referred to what they were doing as an internet podcast. I took note <laughs> of that because this is two thousand six, and can I? I mean, I gotta say, ahead of their time, they were like they were doing some iCarly level like iCarly shit, iCarly shit, iCarly shit. In two thousand six, they were really doing it, and you know what? The base. Also, it's very important to note about this tournament and the bench warmers. There are three people on the bench warmers team. Right. The rest of the teams in this round robin tournament, I think there's like five or six teams, all yep. have full rosters. That's the first thing we need to note. So yeah. the logistics oh, yeah. of playing this yeah. game, because, yeah. well, first off, um, Rob Schneider's throwing heat. Like you said, he's sure. Shohei Otani. He is out there. He literally i don't think he's ever thrown a ball and if he wanted it he literally right. says that he's going to throw a ball to this kid later on or a low enough strike so the kid can play the infield and in something so he so i think it was red um i think it was so richie could field it for once or something they wanted to do something where he gets it fielded um right. also the kids pitching were not bad at pitching either um right they are also throwing gas um which was very important to note and it's also brings up one scene where um rob schneider throws the ball at this kid's chest and almost kills him like it was a it was like a a crime we saw committed and there was no like foul no no thrown out of the game no nothing they were just like nope kids getting up five seconds later as if he doesn't have like a cracked sternum so that was a little interesting to see um and i think it's just because we went from such a technical baseball movie to this movie like week to week 
that really emphasizes something like that. Um, And I will say, as somebody, because I'm from the East Coast, seeing the scenery of some of the baseball fields, because they played at like 20 of them. I kept track because they were playing at a different one every single time. There was like, even the practice fields, they all look different every single time. And they have like, what is it? The Rocky Mountains or something in the back or just whatever mountains going on. And I thought that was really pretty. And I thought that was really cool. And so I appreciate kind of the, the scene shooting. Whoever was like the director who chose the scenes and the locations, I really appreciate mm. that because I think it makes mm. the movie. And I will say the stadiums themselves were good. Like yeah. the chalkboard for writing yeah. the yeah. scores, like the kind of maintenance of the fields, they were all really pretty. And even the final field that they were giving away at the end was really pretty. And so yeah. I, I respect that, that there was kind of going into yeah. that, a level of respect towards fields and the way it looks and everything. Um, but yeah, no, um, the way that the, I was still very confused about why the coaches in the first place would even want to play against Gus because they had played against him like, the kids had been playing against him for about two games before the tournament was even announced. Mm. So you would think they would just be like, well, we want you to build a team of kids. Like, we don't want to play against you. We want you to build your team and then play. Right. Because the rest of the people in this tournament are all kids. Sure. So you, you, they already have seen what this guy can do. He's already MVP. Like, pretty much, there's no question. But they they don't question it, and they just yeah. let this happen. And so it's almost like they brought it on themselves, this whole big, like, loss. I, I just was very confused by it. Yeah, it was a little weird how the tournament was set up, because it was sort of a, it felt like a one-and-done situation, but then you kind of saw them at, basically the Benchwarmers won every game, is the <laughs> point. And there was a little odd, um, at times... Uh, just the setup of the tournament. And then, of course, I think now is a better time than ever to talk about Carlos. Um, yeah. Carlos is an adult Dominican man who they claimed was a 12-year-old, just like the rest of them. And um, um, had him pitch and hit. And, of course, like Rob Schneider, only strikes out or hits home runs. Pretty amazing. Uh, and, uh, but then gets so drunk that he eventually uh, loses the handle and then throws up all over the place. It's I'm telling you guys, and I mean this sincerely, it is really a disgusting movie. Uh, I am emetophobic, which is the fear of throwing up, and I'm proud of myself for actually making it through this film. I'm serious. I'm uh, very proud of you for that, because there was a thank lot. Thank you. There's a lot of vomiting in this. Uh, and 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 spitting, as you mentioned earlier, it's another thing that I just really can't stand. Um, and uh, anyway, so they bring in Carlos, and that was kind of the dramatic point of the movie, because he thought the Benchwarmers were finally going to lose. They didn't. Uh, there were some crazy plays involved. Um, and um, and I think this is a good time, you know, as we sort of round the climactic point of this film. I want to talk about Rob, Rob Schneider's character for a little bit. Because he was actually, you know, amidst the ridiculousness of what you're watching... He was a very grounded character. Um, he apologized to the little person that he had bullied. Um, we learned, because we eventually learn, and Maddie, forgive me if you said this already, but we we eventually learned that he himself was a bully. That the that the that the nerd 
which nerds can also bully, which I'm glad that they pointed that out because it's very true. And um, and then basically Marcus, the little person, gives a nice speech of forgiveness. And it basically showed that we can we can uh, evolve as human beings and learn from our past mistakes. And it was nice. There was a nice message there. Um, I thought his character, Rob Schneider's character was very deep with that. Um, I was very invested in the championship game. Like I, you know, by that point I had, I genuinely been like, Oh my God, are they going to win or lose? And it was very exciting them playing with, as you said, a partial roster. (laughs) And, uh, in the championship game, I hate to spoil it for folks. They did end up losing the Benchwarmers by a lot, but it wasn't a shutout because there was a miracle run scored by one of the kid dorks. Um, anyway, there was a nice, uh, and then at the end of the movie, um, you know, the, the wife reveals that she's pregnant. And then, of course, Rob Schneider has to make a sex joke that was so unnecessary, followed by an ejaculatory bottle of sunscreen that was also unnecessary. Um, and, uh, but I guess when you, like, dig really deep into the movie, it was very sweet, and I was happy with the way it ended. I, I was happy that, because in reality, yeah, the Benformers wouldn't win that tournament, so it was nice that there was a little bit of, of, like, a, a realness, and then eventually, kind of, everybody makes up with everybody, and it all ends happily ever after. Did I, like, Maddie, did I, like, did you want to say something? Did I just, like, spoil everything you were going to say after that? No, no, you didn't. Um, I was going to bring up the fact that, wow, the car, the Carlos scene, yes, it is very stereotypical. Very However, there is a couple of interesting choices and i'm i'm very actually very glad they picked up on it number one the notorious gasolina music which you will hear by little league players a lot of the time that choose it and so i think that was interesting that they did go that route and i'm kind of glad um he did this like seven bat swing to warm up (laughs) i thought was iconic i loved seeing it um smoking a cigarette pitching Mm. like he did the whole nine I also mm-hmm. loved the bribery. Just the the $10 slip to the umpire. The first real umpire I think I saw in the game was at this one. Um, of course, I also can't forget to mention, because I had to write this down when we're talking about plays, there was a play in the game prior where somebody has this Chase Utley level slide into the catcher. Yes. Which, yes, number one, I will never forget. I will yeah, never forget the Chase Utley slide as long uh-huh. as I live as a Mets right. fan. Of course. Something that, that will live rent-free. I don't yeah, care. Not, yeah, uh-huh. um, So I saw that. Mm-hmm. But, yes, the the throw-up did occur. I honestly, <laughs> I will give them the credit because they uh-huh. thought ahead to be like, we see him drinking. Let's just get him more drunk. I thought it was smart playmaking on the team of the bench warmers to play yeah. a little below the belt with it. You know, I mm. I don't you know, I think it kept it interesting. It showed that they, you know, can plan ahead. They thought of something cuz they were at a disadvantage. You are on a three-person team. It's also insane how Rob Schneider like hurts his hand severely in yeah, like one of the nasty. games. Yeah. Which was so gross. And he still continues to play. 
like kind of, because yeah. no nobody else can play in this game. So that was insane. Game seven, like the championship game, I also was very excited for, and I think it's good they didn't win. And I think because I yeah. it would have ruined the whole point. I think if they had won the game, yeah, but I loved the ending with all of the kids from even the opposing teams being like, "Hey, you know." Yeah, you know, let's let's be friends about this, and that's how the the miracle run was scored. The pitcher on the other team said to the catcher, "He's like, I want to let this kid score a run. Like, I'm gonna throw this pitch, and then he tells the kid, I'm throwing it straight up the middle to you. He did a, a Zach Granky. I'm gonna throw it right here, so you should be you able to hit Zach Granky. Yes, <laughs> he yes. did. Um, and just the the whole scene where you see the forgiveness between Marcus and Gus and you, and you see the speech and I think the speech was important and I loved kind of what was coming out of that. The kid announcers, which we talked about earlier, phenomenal job, honestly, really by those kids. Pro job. It. I yep. think that was really cool. I think that was really sick. I would have liked to see more David Spade baseball commentary because he started doing that in game seven and I yes. think that was so funny, and I would have killed to see more of that. Yeah. But yeah, you finally, it finally all comes full circle. They lose 49 to 1, 46 to 1, something ridiculous. I thought like it was that. 42 to 1. Oh, maybe. I, I'm sure it was in the 40s. It was pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. And then they have another celebration at Pizza Hut because they can't go anywhere else. Like, I guess Domino's is not an option nothing i'm still gonna stay on this train if i don't like pizza hut and that's gonna continue Um, i love pizza hut okay also um there is no way that they that gus and his wife were able to have that kid because the whole time in the movie he's like i'm busy i'm busy i'm busy so when when did they find the time they didn't well yeah but you saw him every single night where he was like i'm tired i'm i'm tired i can't do it tonight I really well, doubt it. But at the same time, it's mm. nice to see, you know, all the, everybody supportive. But I just thought it was fun. I think that was the good thing overall, is I thought it was enjoyable, and I thought it was fun, and I definitely did audibly laugh multiple times, which mm. is something that I think in a comedy movie you should do. Mm. But I, aside from all of the weird 2000 jokes that were made because for some reason we did not crack down on saying stuff like don't say the r word or you know the the little people jokes which got a little excessive at the end i understand maybe the kind of point you need to hit home around marcus but there was like another person at the end of the movie like yeah where they made like a joke about wanting another like little person like it it, kind of unnecessary yeah um I think the um, the sexism really toned down this movie for a change. Were some yes. of the outfits like definitely suggestive Sexual. for some of the yes, but I think yeah. compared to Billy Club, which was just a wreck for <laughs> women everywhere, this yeah, movie was definitely I think better. Yeah. The introduction of a lot of the girls on the bench warmers little team after where they I think her name is Gretchen like everybody cheering her on everybody cheering everybody else on the team you know I think it's important with that so I think they did a much better job of course it's big issues with some of the things they said but I thought some of the jokes were good I don't know 
how much was improved in the movie. Because I feel like when you watch a David Spade movie, half of his stuff is improved. Yeah. Like, to me, it yeah. really came across away. But I thought it was really good. And, it, and like we said earlier, the chemistry between all of the characters was really good, where I feel like you could do that. And it felt natural. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I thought David Spade's jokes were really necessary, because it, it just, for me, it was the only part that was really kind of entertaining, other than Rob Schneider's kind of sweet moments at the end. But I I really appreciated um, Dave, David Spade's humor. It felt very him. It felt very natural. Um, yeah, some people might like Napoleon Dynamite guy, but he's just not, he doesn't do it for me. Um, he was fine. I just didn't ever watch Napoleon Dynamite, so I can't really comment on his oh. humor or any. Yeah, you need to watch We've that. No, yeah, of course not. That's why yeah, I do this. Now, to, right, so. to, right. That's why you're doing this. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's I can't why really you're doing comment on him. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't really comment on him. He wasn't that bad. I think some of his jokes were a little bit more cringy, but at the same time, like not much to say about that one. Um, I just yeah. think it was very like. To me, it almost read as, like, a rejected SNL sketch that they could have done. And then this movie kind of came about. And I think that that was really interesting. I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought all the kids in the movie were great, too. I thought they did a good job. And they kind of played the kid bullying pretty well, which is very low-level bullying uh, compared to when you get older or something and yeah. you have, like, you know, actual, like, hard cut. Oh, my God, that really hurt my feelings. You just got the, you suck at baseball, you're a nerd, you know. Yeah. The the kid level. And I, I think they kind of nailed it. And I think they played good bullies. Um, So I'll give the kids that. I think they casted very well. Um, Speaking of casting, was it just me or did Rob Schneider kind of look like a, a Derek Jeter figure kind of thing that they were trying to paint him as he kind of looked like Peter to me a little bit I don't know I hate to say it he kind of did I think just any like captain of any team he was the leader he was the best player on the team you know as a Met fan and then the Reggie Jackson cameo I think the Yankee thing was pretty prevalent you know, yeah, yeah. Rob also kind of looks like Mar- Mark Wahlberg to me a little bit. I don't know. Less attractive Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, that's tricky. Um, sort of a David Wright type. Yeah, I don't know if that. I don't know. I think that's a little bit of a reach. Um, but yeah, all in all, I mean, there isn't much to say about this movie. It's very uh, emblematic of the of the era. If you've seen this one, you've seen the 18 others. Um, For me, there was some sweet underneath. A lot of weird. um, And so I think it's time to go into rankings. Unless you have anything more to say about Benchwarmers. No, I don't have much more to say other than... Also, the a lot of the songs they played with the movie, I thought were good songs. I like yes, really good, good songs. Good songs, good music choice. Um, pacing was a little weird, like I did say. Um, there were like weird scenes, like when I mentioned the kid that spits a lot. They just kind of yeah. introduced him, and then that was like a one minute scene, and then cut to a game, and then we don't really see him again. 
right so he's, like cheering or, in the state so the pacing yeah. could have i think been better in terms of yeah how they cut and shot a lot of stuff but i think also the length of the movie was good it was like what an hour and a half like good good length to me i i don't yeah, feel like yeah, it needed yeah. to be longer so i'll give them that but yes i'm ready to move into ranking do you want me to rank yeah. first um sure i'm i'm curious so <laughs> I don't know if this is going to come as a shock, but I, I, like I've said, I liked the movie. I think this is up my alley. It's very nostalgic for me. And I I think for baseball movies, it teaches the most fundamental thing, which is like team, teamwork and friendship that like sports as a kid brings you. I played sports as a kid. I didn't play baseball, but I played soccer. And you learn at a really young age, like friendship and how to get along with other people and how to accept other people. And I think that's really important, and I think it's an aspect that I I wish a lot more movies talked about, because I think it highlights kind of the joys of being a kid. Yeah. Um, Like we said, some bad jokes, um, some, the pacing was a little bit weird, but I honestly, I think I'm going to give this like a 7 out of 10. I think it deserves the (laughs) the deductions for some of the jokes, but for the most part, I really liked it, and I would watch it again, and I think it genuinely made me laugh, and I think David Spade was excellent, therefore he already is going to take my favorite character, I think, hands down. Mm. So, yeah, I genuinely liked it. I know you didn't like it as much as me, so what What did you, what did you going to rank it? What are you ranking mm. it? 7 out of 10 is fucking high. Um... I like, I mean, you know, I, I I will say I like movies like this. I just didn't think there was much of an execution of, like, of, um, I didn't just, I don't know. Um, it was a bit too gross for me. I think I was in, caught up in that for a lot of it. Um, I thought David Spade kind of on the humor side saved it. I didn't really find anybody else particularly funny. That was another part. Um, I, I thought that, as you said, the message was lovely of teamwork and friendship and, and not being an asshole and, and stuff like that. And if you are an asshole, then apologize, you know, that kind of thing. Very nice message. Uh, very nostalgic, as you said, also, I did think there was a bit of a male gaze factor and the racism and the homophobia and the, uh, the crude language took off some more points for me. Um, I give this movie a four out of ten. Wow. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I I would give it more points if it weren't so problematic. And obviously this was before cancel culture slash Me Too slash Black Lives Matter slash uh, whatever. So it wouldn't fly now. But David Spade, if without David Spade, I would give it like a one or two. So uh that's how I feel about it. Um, what w- what was your favorite scene in the movie? Um, I don't know if I necessarily had a favorite scene or if I just rather had jokes I thought were that really okay. got me. I okay. think the first joke where the kid it was like the first game they were playing and I'm pretty sure it was actually David Spade saying this joke and it was the kid catcher who strikes him out. And he goes, right. you're out, you're still out. And then David Spade goes, you're still fat. Yeah. Again, poor, poor taste. The delivery was yeah. good. 
I'll give right. David Spade the delivery there. Sure. Um, the when they meet um, Brad, who's one of the older bullies again. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think it was Gus says to him, Brad, you really have not slimmed down after he goes, didn't recognize you with all the underwear over your head. Right. I think I think some of the comeback writings were good, and I'll give them Comebacks that. were gold, yes. Comebacks, comebacks were good. Were, were gold. Um, there was this random emo kid cameo that I loved, yeah. um, where they mm. just do the, that really, it was in game seven, and this is right after news breaks that Gus was a bully. And we have to go through that whole thing. And so one of the kid reporters asks the other kid, they're like, hey, what do you think? And it's so Twitter. It really is so Twitter of a response for this kid. And he just goes, he's like dressed in the full emo. He's like 10 years old. And he's just like, I hope his soul burns in fire. And I, it caught me off <laughs> guard at first. And I was just like, man, that, that's just yeah, too good. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, those, those are my favorite jokes, I think. There were so many that they just kind of like wrote. Um, there was a steroid joke. I thought was good. Yes. Um, that one was funny. Yep. Steroid jokes were funny, I think, because we're kind of getting out that early 2000s. They were kind of growing out of that steroid yeah. age. So very, very sure. time sensitive joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed some of the, the writing. I really would love to know who wrote most of the jokes. But yeah, I think those yeah. were my favorite. What was your favorite scene? I guess just like when the kid made it forty two nothing to forty two to one, that whole scene was very nice uh, for me, and that was probably all in all my favorite scene. Just the the way it happened, I guess, and um, and the kids finally being nice to each other was cool. I love the David Spade comebacks; all of them were really funny. Um, yeah, and them going to like the rich house and and seeing all the like rich person things was kind of nice too. Yeah, I, I I didn't have like all in all, I didn't have like much to say about this. Um Honestly, I'm hoping that I, yeah. yeah, I know you criticized earlier the um what was it? The Reggie Jackson training. Honestly though, I kind of thought some of the drills were a little smart. Like, yes, it would be the cool to see like the hot potato was smart, the ding dong ditch for sprints. The yes. mailbox hitting for a hand. I, I I appreciate the creativity that went behind it. Would yes. it have been better to see actual drills? Yes. I think you yes. just could have left Reggie Jackson out of that entirely and they could have just done it themselves. Yeah. But, you know, I That's also think that thing, was one yeah. of my favorites. But, yeah. There's not if much to say. you had to utilize him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, so she gives it a seven, I give it a four. It's on HBO Max if you guys want to see it. Uh, it's on other things, too, but I know it to be on HBO Max. That's how I saw it. So uh, watch it if you're interested. Um, and uh, and that's it for Benchwarmers. So um, I don't know what will be next week, or maybe I do, or maybe I don't. But you'll just have to wait and see. Uh, so stick around. If you like these, uh, make sure to... Let us know. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on LinkedIn. And um, all those little platforms. So let us know if you like it or which movies you want us to review next. Um, And we'd also, our goal is to have some fans on too to talk about the movies with. 
That would be really fun. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully we could get those. Um, yeah, but that's it for Benchwarmers. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Um, and make sure to head to our website to check out all the articles. Uh, the Braves Championship one just went up today, I believe. So check that out when you can. And we will see you guys next week. Have a great week. And hopefully the next movie will make me want to uh, cringe so hard <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Goodbye, fans and baseball Goodbye, fans. people. Goodbye. <laughs>